everybody. Welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is June 3rd. Before we go into the doctrine today, I just want to take a moment to wish my husband a very happy birthday. If you know him, you know he is the absolute best. So let's start today by going into section 61. Now, if you'll remember, you've got Joseph Smith and this group of elders, and they're trying to get to St. Louis. And so part of that journey, they decide that they're going to ride the Missouri River to meet up with the Mississippi River. Now, the Missouri River at the time was known for just being a really, really dangerous river to travel. And here in section 61, they're traveling down that Missouri River and just they have an accident, a group of them nearly drowned. They're just having such a hard time. They're not getting along very well. They're kind of fighting a little bit. And things are just going really, really poorly at the moment. Now, before we jump into any verses, I just want to address that really quickly, because it's interesting how often we get into our mind that if we are following Revelation, if we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, if we're doing what the Lord has asked us to be doing, then for some reason in our mind, we think that it should go perfectly. We think that it shouldn't be hard. We think that there won't be any obstacles placed in our way. But that couldn't be farther from the truth. We followed God's plan just by coming here to this earth. And life is not free from trial or difficulty. Again, remember what we've talked about several times in the last couple weeks is that our Heavenly Father is more focused on our growth than he is on our comfort. And so here, yes, he commanded the people to go to St. Louis, but he didn't say that it was going to be free and easy and completely devoid of difficulty. Difficulty is part of the emission we pay for a mortal experience, and it just comes with living. Whether we're living the gospel or whether we're not living the gospel, difficulty will always come. It will always be part of life. President Faust once said, Into every life there comes the painful, despairing days of adversity and buffeting. There seems to be a full measure of anguish, sorrow, and often heartbreak for everyone, including those who earnestly seek to do right and be faithful. For some, the refiner's fire causes a loss of belief and faith in God. But those with eternal perspective understand that such refining is part of the perfection process. So our Father in Heaven never promises us a time of ease or a lack of suffering, but what He does promise is that our Savior and the Comforter can be with us throughout all those times. We will face hard things, but we never have to face hard things alone. And those are the blessings of the Gospel. Those are the blessings of our Father in Heaven. So let's jump into section 61. Starting in verse 1, it says, Behold and hearken to the voice of him who has all power, who is from everlasting to everlasting, even Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Now, I love this verse, especially when considering what they're going through, considering that they are traveling down the Missouri River, that they are almost drowned in the Missouri River. They're just having a hard time. And then here the Lord says, I have all power. I'm from everlasting to everlasting. I'm the Alpha and the Omega. All things are in my control. For those with eyes to see and for those who are willing to trust in our Father in Heaven, I think that would be a very comforting statement, knowing that no matter what comes their way, no matter what happens, they are in His power. It's all within His control, and things would go according to His plan. And then in verse 2, He says, Behold, verily thus saith the Lord unto you, 
ye elders of my church who are assembled upon this spot, whose sins are now forgiven you. For I, the Lord, forgive sins, and am merciful unto those who confess their sins with humble hearts. I absolutely love that, and it goes hand in hand with what we talked about a couple days ago in verse 7 of section 60, where he says, For I am able to make you holy, and your sins are forgiven you. So many different places in the Doctrine and Covenants, the Lord declares that someone is free from sin or that their sins are forgiven. Oftentimes, in these scriptures, the Lord is commanding them to do something. Oftentimes, it's missionary work or sometimes it's something else. But oftentimes, that commandment to do something goes hand in hand with the Lord forgiving sin. And I don't think that that is a coincidence. I think our agency to act and to do things goes hand in hand with the Lord's willingness and desire to cleanse us from sin. In fact, part of that cleansing from sin requires something of our soul, right? It says, I, the Lord, forgive sins and am merciful unto those who confess their sins with humble hearts. He's asking something from them to confess, to repent, to be humble. And as we do those things, then his mercy can fill our lives. And then we can fill that forgiveness that he's always offering us. Now, something that I really love about all these different examples where the Lord has declared that he forgives his servants is that nine times out of 10, there is nothing huge or life altering that these men need forgiveness for. I love this example of continuous repentance and continuous forgiveness. Sometimes we forget about our need to repent and our need to be forgiven until we have broken one of God's big commandments. But in these examples, oftentimes it's the Lord just cleansing the people of the daily small acts, the daily small mistakes that we all make. Multiple times throughout the New Testament and throughout the Book of Mormon, we're taught about Christ's power to forgive our sins. And I think, honestly, very few people understand how that works. I don't necessarily understand how that works, but I do think it's important that we understand that it does work, that forgiveness is real, and that through repentance, our souls can be cleansed of sin and that we can experience the peace that only the Savior can provide. I absolutely love the story of Enos in his search for forgiveness. He prays all day and all night. And then in verse five of Enos, it says, And there came a voice unto me, saying, Enos, thy sins are forgiven thee, and thou shalt be blessed. And I, Enos, knew that God could not lie, wherefore my guilt was swept away. And I said, Lord, how is it done? I love that example because Enos, Enos of all people, didn't understand how it worked. He was praying to God for forgiveness because he knew that God was merciful and that God could forgive, but he didn't understand how. I feel like Enos oftentimes. I turn to my Father in heaven and I turn to the Lord for forgiveness and to change my heart. And I don't know how they're going to do it, but I have a testimony that they can. I feel like Enos saying, look, I knew that God couldn't lie, so my guilt was swept away. But how is it done? And I love what it says in the very next verse. The Lord teaches him, because of thy faith in Jesus Christ, whom thou hast never before heard nor seen, and many years shall pass away before he shall manifest himself in the flesh. Wherefore, go to, thy faith hath made thee whole. My friends, there's a reason why faith in Jesus Christ is the very first principle of the gospel. 
Because without that faith in Jesus Christ, we can't have the rest of the gospel path. Without that faith in Jesus Christ, we can't experience that divine peace that comes from his forgiveness. It's because of our faith in Christ that the atonement of Jesus Christ can be activated in each of our lives. It's that faith in Jesus Christ that activates all other good things in our lives. That faith in Christ allows us to repent. That faith in Christ allows us to feel peace. That faith in Christ allows us to believe that all things can and will work together for our good. Elder Dykes once said, If you feel unclean, unloved, unhappy, unworthy, or unwhole, remember, all that is unfair about life can be made right through the atonement of Jesus Christ. Have faith and patience in the Savior's timing and purposes for you. Be not afraid, only believe. My friends, it's my belief that in our hardest times, that when we're going through the fiercest trials, when the wind and the waves of our own personal rivers are surrounding us and trying to drag us down, if in those hardest of times we will take a moment to focus on Christ and to try to hear his voice, we will hear and we will know just as these elders did at this time that he has all power that he is from everlasting to everlasting, even Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. And because he is in control, we can have complete faith in him. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media. Subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen. 